0: Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Go Your Own Way is a podcast that is not censored in any way because it doesn't have to be. Because we're rebels or something.
1: And because it's the internet. Yeah. And because we record this at 1130 at night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. <laughs> Welcome to the show. This is Peter.
1: Hi, Peter. Hello, Peter.
0: I'm, Hi. I'm Eric.
1: Hi, Eric. And apparently, I'm Matt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you do your best Matt impression.
1: Oh God, do I have a Matt impression? Uh, uh guys, uh, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough for me. So I'm really Jen.
0: Yes. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yes. Jen's Jen.
1: back! Yay!
0: After being gone,
1: leaving us again, Woo-hoo. standing
0: us up for the podcast. I'm sorry. So the story we're going to be doing tonight it has a warning tag on it, and yes. Jen, <laughs> I think that is what enticed I've Jen to do I wanted to one this.
1: for a while, and I know it's terrible of me but it has a really good rating and I've always wanted to do this. Um, so the story we're doing tonight is called Love Sick and it's a horror by Endmaster yeah. now the warning is this story contains a lot of graphic content. If you're offended by ultraviolence, explicit sexual descriptions, tons of swearing, blasphemy, inappropriate dark humor, and brutal misanthropy in general, then do not read or listen to this story.
2: <laughs> that means And Mom. then it
1: goes on in the description. Of course, now that I've mentioned all the things it contains, you'll probably read it anyway, you sick little monkey. That's you. That's me.
0: <laughs> Indeed.
2: Indeed. But mom, seriously, if you're listening, don't listen to this one.
1: <laughs> oh my god, your mom listens?
2: My mom listens all the time.
1: Oh. <laughs> hi, Eric's mom. <laughs>
0: your mom listens to this show. Yep, because she loves me.
1: Aww.
2: So hi, mom. I love you. Please don't listen to this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for any other moms out there who may be offended by this, we just want to give you a little warning now so that you're not completely uh, caught off guard when Jen starts saying terrible things
1: it's gonna be funny because it's me (laughs) Yes, blame it all (laughs) on Jen I'm not the most swearing type of person (laughs) Mm. you ready to do this? let's get it done
0: I, I think I'm ready but I'm probably not ready for what's gonna happen
1: All right, then, let's play Love Sick. Shut up! Shut your goddamn screaming, you bitch! I'm trying to concentrate! You yell at the woman strapped to the table. (laughs) Normally, you don't mind the screaming. Indeed, it can even bring a smile to your face. But right now, you're trying to write a love poem to your sister, and it's very difficult to focus when someone's screaming for help. You have no idea why, either. It should be painfully obvious to her by now that nobody is going to come in to play White Knight. Alright, I can't take this anymore. Some people are so inconsiderate, you say, taking your scalpel and turning on your camcorder on the tripod. Subject number 483. Proceeding to dissect vocal cords. With a couple of quick flicks of your wrist and cuts with your scalpel and it's done, No more screaming. As you sew her throat back up, you giggle a bit, since your patient looks a little funny attempting to scream, but nothing coming out. You remember back in the old days, you didn't have such skill, and you resorted to cutting out their tongues. Very messy. But medical school paid off eventually. Sometimes (laughs) you can forgive old mom for pushing you into becoming a doctor, When she wasn't beating you with a ball-peen hammer, that is. Now, back to the matter at hand. Your love poem to your beautiful sister. Your anniversary is coming up, and Hallmark just doesn't make cards for this occasion. Ah, just thinking about her gives you a big pink boner. You begin to grab yourself in a naughty way. (laughs) Ding-dong! Fuck, there's the doorbell! It's probably those fucking Mormons again! It's a lot to
0: take in for the first page. <laughs> that
1: was yeah. They don't they don't ease you into it. It's is bam. Okay. All right. Are we sure we haven't read this before? No. I don't think we have, right? Definitely. We like wanted to. We but were we going didn't to, but we didn't. Yeah. We okay. Taking sure. All right. So, we have two choices. First choice, answer the door naked with a human vagina on your face. And choice two, ignore it. You probably forgot where you placed the vagina anyway.
0: Kind of want to go with the first one. Vagina. Vagina face.
1: Vagina face to the Mormons. Yes. I like this plan. (laughs) Like, you've never had, like, someone come near your door and just annoyed as hell, and you just want to scare the crap out of them.
0: Exactly. I mean, if I have the option to answer the door naked with a vagina on my face, I'm not going to not choose that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do it. Well, whoever it is, you've got something that'll make them think about ringing that doorbell again. You take off all your clothes and grab your rusty chainsaw. You answer the door to a cute little Girl Scout. (laughs) Due to her outlandish appearance, she doesn't even have time to scream before you take your rusty chainsaw and chop her head clean off, causing the neck to spurt blood like a geyser. You take the vagina off your face and begin to do the Mexican hat dance around the body that's surprisingly still standing as the blood squirts all over you. You, my friend, are one sick fuck. (laughs) Okay. so I feel like that last um, sentence
0: was kind of like congratulating us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we've got two choices here. We can drink the blood to give us power, or chop up the body and make cookies.
0: Ugh.
2: Oh, cookies, come on. Turning a Girl Scout into cookies? How can you pass that up?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a pretty good one. I think that is pretty good. Yeah.
1: All right, let's do it. Not wishing to linger too much outside without any clothing on. You quickly <laughs> take the Girl Scout's body inside and put your clothes back on. You then carry it to the kitchen and get out your cookbook of some of your favorite recipes. You swear if mom hadn't beaten you into becoming a doctor, you could have become a world-famous cook. Life can be so unfair sometimes. You effortlessly chop up the body and begin taking some choice parts to put in your gruesome idea of cookies. You add dough, yeast, and an unhealthy amount of chocolate and sugar and mix the mess together. Since you also have the idea that this can be something you and your sister can share, you thoughtfully shape the cookies into hearts. Aww. While you're waiting for them to bake in the oven, you take this opportunity to work on your poem again, when of course the fucking doorbell rings again. You grab an axe and make your way to the door. I swear, if these are those fucking Mormon, you mother... As you open the door. Howdy, Doc! Mm-mm. You got something cooking? Sure smells good. Hey, me and Hugo got some new patients for you in our truck. We'll bring them in. Well, it's not Mormons, but it's almost as bad. It's your low-life assistants, Jed, and his equally dim brother, Hugo. They occasionally show up with some quality stock that they provide for either prescription drugs or money. Such distasteful characters But sometimes it's unfortunately necessary to associate with such individuals. Of course, that doesn't mean you have to like it. Oh, for fuck's sake, Jed. Bring them around the back. We don't need the world to fucking know. Christ, you're a pair of fucktards, you say. <sighs> You head back to the kitchen and open the back door as Jed and Hugo bring in a young man writhing in pain due to his arms and legs being completely broken and sticking out of the flesh. They dump him on the floor while you check on your cookies. You grab one and taste it. Hmm, still needs some more time. In the meantime, your assistant seemed to be having trouble with the other patient they brought. A young pregnant woman comes running through the kitchen, not even noticing you, and into your living room, nearly tripping over her boyfriend with Hugo and Jed in pursuit. Get that bitch, Hugo! Get that bitch! You won't stand a chance now, girlie. How about you just give on up now, and we'll show you a good time before the doc performs his experiments. Hugo says as the girl swings a poker at him that she got from the fireplace. Woo, this one's a fighter. I like that. Get away from me, you inbred pieces of shit, the girl screams. You sigh and shake your head as you watch this demented Laurel and Hardy routine from the kitchen. You grab your mallet and stealthily sneak up behind her and smash her in the head, knocking her unconscious. Shit-fire, Doc, you ain't no fun. Hugo here might be dumber than a pile of shit bricks and twice as smelly, but at least he knows how to make them squawk first. Especially when they's got some bun in the oven. Of all the impudence, how dare this in peckerwood tell you who's the master at inflicting pain? There are choices here. Are show him or let it go.
2: I would like to just say that it's quite clear that Endmaster does not know how to make cookies, and I am extremely <laughs> offended.
0: <laughs> that's the part that offends you.
2: Yes, that's the most objectionable thing that has happened so far. <laughs>
1: he doesn't know how to make cookies? Yeah. With flour and chocolate and sugar and human meat?
2: Right? You never put meat in cookies, and he didn't even say flour, he said dough.
1: Oh. Like,
2: you just slapped dough in there? Like, where'd you have- Dough
1: and yeast. Yeah,
2: like, what the fuck is going on? You don't
1: put yeast in cookies? There
2: is no yeast in cookies.
1: There's no yeast in cookies, you put yeast in bread.
2: Yeah, he's making some sort of weird, like, meat pie- Cookie hearts? No. Awful. Yeah,
1: I think that's what's happening. Horrendous. Meat pie cookie hearts. Listeners, if you have a recipe for meaty cookies...
2: <laughs> Keep it to your damn selves. Yeah, don't tell us.
1: <laughs> Alright, so shall we show him or let it go?
0: So we're going to show him who's the master at inflicting pain? Yeah. Yes. That's... Yes. I don't know, I kind of want to do that.
1: Fuck up, I generally. already figured. Yeah. You immediately grab a machete hanging above the fireplace and chop off Jed's hand, at which point the stump spurts bright red blood all over the place. Ah! What the hell you do that for, Doc? Jed shouts. To remind you fucktards who the fuck I am. You and your brother have disturbed me and made a mess out of my house with your incompetence for the last time you say, swinging again at Jed. Hugo, get this crazy Yankee off of me, Jed says, running away. Hugo hits you over the head with a vase. It barely fazes you. You respond by back-kicking him in the face, knocking out what little teeth he has, and knocking him to the ground. You then take the fireplace poker and shove it into one of his eyes and pull out the bloody orb while he's screaming on the floor, begging for mercy. You do the same to his other eye. While you're doing that, Jed comes back in with a shotgun, still bleeding profusely. I'm gonna blast your fucking ass away, and then I'm gonna feed your fucking corpse to the goddamn hogs, Jed says, trying to point the gun at you with only one good hand. At this point, the pregnant woman is just regaining consciousness and standing up, but unaware of her surroundings. You duck behind some furniture and push her towards Jed, who (laughs) fires wildly. The blast kills her instantly and splatters her unborn fetus into a bloody mess all over the room. (laughs) This gives you enough time to charge Jed, who's having a lot of difficulty trying to reload. You knock him to the floor, pick up the shotgun, and blow off one of his legs. Ah! Fuck you, Doc! You then grab the dismembered leg and beat him repeatedly with it until his head is an unrecognizable heap of gory mush resembling oatmeal. Hugo's still screaming in agony, clutching his hollowed-out eye socket. You stop his screaming by jamming the poker through his mouth. Finally, the young man whose limbs were broken was attempting to drag his way out the back door. But you drag his ass back inside, slam the door, and proceed to pull at his broken bones until you rip them out completely. He doesn't even scream. He just dies, lying there as a partially boneless piece of flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Then you smell smoke. Shit, the cookies! You quickly pull them out, giving yourself a good burn and dropping them all over the floor. Fuck! Shit! God damn it! You're hot. You're sweaty, you're covered in blood, the house is a mess, and there are dead bodies everywhere, and Sis has just stepped in the front door. (laughs) Having fun? She asks, surveying the carnage. So our choices are we try to explain, or we weep. (laughs) I actually think
2: I might have taken a creative writing class with this dude. (laughs) Well, actually... (laughs) Actually, a woman
0: who was... Well, and Master could very easily be a woman. It's true.
2: Yeah, uh, my creative writing teacher put us together because she figured that, or he figured (laughs) that we would be simpatico.
1: Wow. What does it say about you?
0: (laughs) I kind of feel like that worked out really well. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: far, this story would make a pretty bitchin' Cannibal Corpse album. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> alright so should we try to explain to poor dear sister what's going on or shall we weep
0: hmm well it depends on what we want to happen
2: cause... I
1: feel
0: like
2: weeping is the way to go here
1: I kinda think cause... weeping is the way to go cause, cause... cause
0: we want her to comfort us yeah mm-hmm. hopefully
1: <laughs> in bed you fall to your knees in defeat and hold your head in your hands. Baby, I tried so hard to do something special for you when you got home. I had a poem that I didn't get to finish. I tried to cook for you and I fucked that up and I made a mess of the house. Then all these worthless pieces of shit kept ringing the doorbell. I didn't want this day to be like this, you weep. Your sister goes over to comfort you. There, there, it's okay. I know you probably tried your best, or tired your best, it
0: says.
1: (laughs) Don't worry. If it makes you feel any better, I always hated those two assistants you had, so I'm glad you killed them. You could consider that your anniversary gift to me if you want. (laughs) Really, you say? Sure, she says and kisses you, which seems to make everything better. Thanks. (sighs) Ah... I guess I have a lot of cleaning up to do, though. Oh, don't worry about that. Leave it for tomorrow. It's not like they're going anywhere. Come upstairs with me. All right, you say, and you begin to grope her. (laughs) Down, boy. I've had a hard day. I'm actually very tired and going to sleep. But I just want you to lie beside me and hold me. Normally, you'd complain about not getting any. But after a hard day you've also had, you wouldn't mind getting some rest yourself. So you comply, and you both sleep throughout the night holding each other. Aww. The end. What?
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, that's like the nicest fucked up anniversary that I've ever had.
0: <laughs> that might be one of the more, the sweeter endings we've had on this show. Right? Yeah. Which is bizarre.
1: We didn't die. We killed a bunch of people, but we didn't die. And we're in bed with our <laughs> lovely lady friend who also happens to be our sister. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. she seems to be okay with that.
0: We could try a different direction. Cause this says play length five out of eight. Yeah. Which seems a lot longer than what we just did.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's cause there's just like a ton of options. There are so many orifices we didn't stick our dicks in.
0: I don't think we did <laughs> into any.
2: I know. I mean, how much of a bummer is that? There was even well, a chopped out vagina. One
1: of them one of the comments says yes, we killed together and did it on the floor.
2: I mean, See, that's I,
0: that's the ending I expected out of this.
2: I I feel like if fucking in a pile of entrails is one of our options, we should try and find that one.
1: I'm kind of down to that. (laughs) All right, let's see if we can get there, how we can get there. I'm guessing like maybe we just like go back to the beginning and instead of answering the door, we don't answer the door, like see Mm. if we go like a completely different path. You can't let anything distract you from your task at hand. You let the doorbell ring, and whoever it is goes away eventually. Okay, let's see. What rhymes with disembowel, you think? You continue to write with a focus that's often only unleashed when you're immersed in your murderous activities or fucking sis. Actually, it's amazing how often those two can overlap sometimes. (laughs) You remember one time you and sis were in the car on top of Lover's Point with nobody else around looking at the moon and stars. You two were getting hot and heavy with the kissing. You felt up her tits. She grabbed your dick, and she was just putting her luscious lips on your sperm syringe when this (laughs) fucking bum came knocking on the window, begging for fucking change. Man, were you fucking pissed. You couldn't think of anything else except doing this piece of shit scum lots of bodily harm. You got out of the car, and the first thing you did was throw the shit bum to the ground and started smashing his face into the pavement. His whimpers of mercy meant nothing to you. You then beat his nutsack into a bloody mush to match his face. When you were sure he wasn't breathing anymore... Only then did you look around to see your sister standing nearby, leaning against the car, playing with her clit the whole time you were beating this piece of shit to death. God, that was a fucking major turn on. You immediately bent her over and fucked her good and hard on the hood of your car, and didn't stop until you and her were fucking spent. Ah, good times. <laughs> Ding dong! Fuck! There's the doorbell again! You can't resist this time. You have to answer it and take care of fucking business. You grab an axe and head upstairs. When you answer the door, you're met by two young men in white shirts and black ties. Fucking Mormons. <laughs> so, our choices: chop them up right now or bide our time and invite them in.
0: I kind of want to bite our time.
1: I do too. Mm hmm. <laughs> you toss the axe behind the door before they realize you were even carrying one. Do you know the teachings of Joseph Smith? One asks. Why no? No, I don't. How about you come in and tell me all about it? You say with a smile. As they come inside, you guide them over to sit on the couch and insist on getting them something to drink. We really don't require anything. But I insist, you say, a little intimidatingly. Er, okay, I guess milk or water would be fine. Great, I'll be right back, you say, and head to the kitchen. You sure wish they drank something a lot darker, because it's going to be a bitch trying to mix pills into in the shit without it being noticeable. You check the fridge, and fortunately, Sis remembered to get milk. You can work with that somewhat. You take some pills out of your pockets and mix it in with the milk good. Then you return and urge them to drink. Mm, This milk tastes different. Yeah, it's, it's goat's milk. So what were you saying about Joseph Smith? The two Mormons don't get to bore you with the details of their faith for too long before they begin to feel drowsy. You take advantage. Ah, so the pills are working. No, 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 don't try to get up. You'll never make it to the door. What What have you done? Isn't it obvious? I drugged you. Hey, where the hell do you think you're going? No, you don't. You grab the one staggering to the doorway and trip him up. While he attempts to get off the floor, you kick him in the face and take the axe by the door and chop his fucking feet off. Then you clot the stumps with a hot poker from the fireplace to stop the bleeding. He screams and passes out from a combination of the drugs and the pain. The other one has also passed out. Now you decide what to do with them. Take them downstairs as new patients or do something else.
2: Like... It's milk, man. It is 100% goddamn opaque. (laughs) You can somewhat work with it. It's milk. Yeah. It is the easiest thing to hide something in ever. I was kind of (laughs) thinking that, too. (laughs) Like, Jesus. (laughs) Maybe this guy has never owned a fridge before.
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: Eric's like, let me tell you about putting pills in drinks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, perhaps he doesn't have any experience with putting pills in drinks.
2: See, see, and this, this is why you don't, this is why you do drugs, so that eventually when you do get drugged, you're just like, ooh, freebie, and not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, freebie. I like it. (laughs) Um, All right.
0: So with these choices Because it says take them downstairs as new patients It sounds amazing um,
1: Guys but, I want to do something else But there's
0: also do something else Which is kind of intriguing me Even I'm though it's, so
1: intrigued Because yeah. you just know that like do new patients Like oh I'm just going to torture them But do something else Could be anything
0: Like do we <laughs> turn their bodies Into furniture or something Ooh. Dude. I hope so. Nipple lamp. <laughs> <laughs> nipple lamp. Something to think
2: about. Oh, wait, no, it was a nipple belt.
1: Ooh. Yeah, he made
2: a belt out of nipples. Ow.
1: Ed Guy did.
0: I think. I'm having trouble visualizing that.
2: We just kind of sew them together.
0: Seems like a very hey. tedious project, but okay. Let's, so. do else. <laughs> Let's do something else.
1: Let's do it.
2: Hoping for nipple belt.
1: You have a cunning plan. You quickly tie the two Mormons up in some dining room chairs and then head downstairs to get your other patient, who's now un- unconscious. You untie her and carry her upstairs and tie her to yet another chair beside the Mormons. Finally, you go upstairs to the attic where you've got another patient tied up. A young runaway you picked up hitchhiking alongside the road. She's wide awake though. Come on, girlie, I've got plans for you. You say, and drag her downstairs and put her in the last chair. Due to all the movement and some slaps to the face, now all your patients are awake and rightfully afraid. You like that fear. What? What are you gonna do? One of the Mormons asked. Silence, you say, and punch him in the face with some spiked knuckles, breaking some teeth and putting some gashes in his face. Now then, it is my sister's and my anniversary today, and I want to do something special. So what I've planned is for all of you to sing Happy Anniversary (laughs) When She Gets Home. Okay, now let's try it. Uh, I don't know your names. Okay, your girly... You're gash face, you're stumpy, and you're voiceless. Damn, I forgot you won't be able to sing, seeing as I've cut your vocal cords. All right, just fuck it. Just mouth the words. Okay, go. <laughs> All your patients are too frightened to do anything. They don't comply. Well, at least not until you slice off a nipple from girly. Hey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs>
1: Now, fucking sing, goddammit! Don't make me command you again. And voiceless, I want to see you mouthing the words because if you ain't putting in the same effort as them, I'm going to make you sightless as well. You shout. (laughs) As they all begin caterwauling, happy anniversary, you work on your (laughs) poem. And I would burn a baby in its crib and eat the crispy brat, just for a hint of your love. God damn, I'm a fucking genius, you say, finishing up the last line. You look outside and see your sister drive up. You quickly get prepared. All right, shut the fuck up. Here she comes. Do exactly what I said, and your death will be a lot quicker. Piss me off, and you'll be learning a whole new meaning of agony. As soon as Sis steps in the door, your choir of the tortured beings begin to sing. Well, three of them, anyway. And you read your poem to her as they sing. Your sister is very touched by this grand display of love. Oh, baby, you're so thoughtful, she explains, and hugs and kisses you while you squeeze her supple ass. Oh, shit, I want to fuck you so bad right now. My dick is about to detach itself from my body and just live in your fucking pussy for about a week, you say. (laughs) Oh, you're so specific. Well, I'm ready if you are, but I think you need to take care of them first. You know I'm shy, and I don't like crowds. (laughs) So, our options are... Kill him quick and get to fucking, or say you want you and her to kill them together.
2: I feel like the anniversary is time for couples activities.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Plus, plus you know, if that's the ending that guy was talking about, I think this is the way to go, right? Uh,
1: it's the anniversary. I'm sure the lady wants to get involved. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, she'll get involved in something soon.
1: Oh, something
2: will get involved in her.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Bow, the bow, bow. We should have have turned that nipple into, like, a necklace and given it to her.
1: (laughs) Aw. A nipless. That's so sweet. A nipless. (laughs) Your sister has no words. She's beyond touched. Never have you ever asked her to share to kill. She always assumed it was something you liked doing by yourself. That's why she always would leave you to it. This truly is a momentous occasion. You give her a scalpel and motion her over to Nipple Girl while you go over to (laughs) Gashface. Now, baby, you just put the blade across her neck like so and you then quickly run your own blade across Gashface's neck. And the blood comes flowing from it like a gushing river. See, it's very easy. Now you try it. She does so, and she doesn't quite kill her subject instantly on the first try, but that hardly matters. In fact, you like it even more when Sis slashes her throat again, this time killing her. Yay, I did it! Ooh, this is fun, she says as blood sprays on her. You smile at this remark, and you and Sis take care of Stumpy and Voiceless in the same manner. Never before have you felt such a close bond with her. The way she uses the scalpel, it's almost like an extension of her hand. You don't know why you've never thought of this before. You look at each other, and your hearts beat as one, while your patience beat no more. You then make mad passionate love on the floor, on the blood-soaked floor, amidst the death and gore. When you two are finally finished, you sleep and lie in the blood holding each other, like you've both just been born from your mother's polluted womb it's so serene so peaceful even the voices in your head have silenced for a moment this is truly paradise the end
0: wow I feel like the second time around was definitely more um, satisfying yeah in more ways than one
1: (laughs) bam bam
2: yeah, no, I mean, sort of despite the gore content. It's a pretty cute anniversary.
1: <laughs> Doesn't it just give you ideas?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, come on, who hasn't wanted to fuck in front of Mormons? I prefer I... that they were alive so that they were hideously offended, but...
1: Well, that too. I just, I just want to know what's up with the magical underpants. That, that's all I want to know. Yeah.
0: Well, that could be one thing that someone could tell us on Facebook. Right? <laughs> That's harmless.
2: Yeah, I'm sure the Mormons made it this far into the story. <laughs>
1: Good point. You never know. If if you,
0: yeah, we don't want to make any assumptions. Um but if you do know about magical underwear and the story behind it, tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash G-Y-O-W podcast. You can also tell us by li- uh, by subscribing on iTunes, searching for Go Your Own Way in the podcast section, and clicking the subscribe button. In that case, when you tell us about Magical Underwear, we won't hear it, because you'll be talking to a podcast. But you could still tell us that way. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you enjoy reading this one, Jen?
1: I did...
2: Good job with the uh, whiny
0: Mormon voices, by the way. The nasally Mormons.
1: You yes. like my nasally Mormons?
0: <laughs> yes. Quite Thank good.
1: You. Yeah, I have. I've clearly lost my practice with the southern accent. It wasn't as on point today. <laughs> this is why you guys keep me around.
0: Exactly. That's right. This is why Matt is not on here every episode. <laughs> pretending to be you.
1: Because F that guy.
0: That's an ironic ending. Because at the beginning I said we're never censored. But then you just censored yourself.
1: I always censor myself. <laughs> I swear, I don't... I, I'm not a huge cursor. That might be the most curse words I've used at one time in a long time. <laughs> so
0: Well, it's probably good that we get them all out of the way now. Oh, yeah. So that people don't have to... Bail on every other episode. <laughs> so, yes, that was called Love Sick, emphasis on the word sick, a horror story by Endmaster on chooseyourstory.com. So, I'm, I, undoubtedly, there are more screwed up endings that you listeners can explore on your own. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we are going to leave you. Bye, everybody. For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit overmental.com. Thanks for listening.